are now listening to the Fantasy Whisper Podcast with your hosts, Johnny, Game Time Hicks, and Big Travi. Why, hello, and welcome to the Fantasy Whispers podcast. Today is May 8th, and this is the third episode. How are you doing, Travi? Doing great, my brother. How about you? I'm doing well. Like I said, my name is Johnny Game Time Hicks, and that's Big Travi, and we're coming to you live on Facebook Live. All right, I got one question for you so you can answer in front of all of our viewers. This past weekend, Cinco de Mayo, are you a corn tortilla kind of guy or are you a flour tortilla kind of guy? I got to go with corn, Johnny. I'm trying to watch those calories so Big Travi could come from Big Travi to Slim Travi. <laughs> well, I can I can understand that, but dude, you, dude, flour tortilla is where it's at. Flour tortilla and some carne asada, oh, so good. All right. With that being said, we're going to jump in today's episode where we've got some great stuff for you today. Great content. We're doing best fit, worst fit and training camp sleepers. Like always, if this is your first time listening, thank you so much for tuning in. If you want more fantasy football content, please head over to www.thefantasywhispers.com. You can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. You can also follow us on Twitter at TF Whispers. We are trying to be the very first fantasy sports show, mostly fantasy football right now, that goes live and actually interacts with our fans. So if you have a question or you want to post a comment, go ahead and we'll be stopping randomly for, to answer some of those questions so without further ado let's jump on in here news and notes from around the nfl all right so we're going to start off with some news and notes from around the nfl there's just a couple things that happened this past week we thought that would be kind of interesting and fantasy relevant to talk about right now in this kind of slow period of the offseason so um, one thing Carson Wentz told Good Morning Football, his goal is to be ready week one of the season. I think he, I don't know, man, I don't think he's going to be able to make it. Yeah, I'm kind of concerned about that as well. And, and I've reflected it as such in my rankings. Um, those will be coming out later this week, as Johnny alluded to. You can get those online. Uh, but yeah, for me, I'm just kind of nervous about that timeline. He got hurt pretty late in the year last year in that Rams game here in L.A., so I would be a little concerned that he could make it. But we have seen freakishly talented guys like Carson Wentz, who, you know, love work ethic, get back from these injuries. So we'll see if he breaks the mold here. Yeah, absolutely. Like we we love to see him back. I know as a fantasy, you know, analyst person, I would love to see him back in that lineup. Just add more depth to that quarterback position. Uh, CJ Anderson signing with the Panthers. Big deal. Not for me. I mean, yeah. Maybe takes away a couple touches from Christian McCaffrey in the red zone. But once again, it was never really his biggest area. It's more of a cam show down there. Also, Greg Olson. So we'll just kind of see how that goes. Yeah, I, I'm not buying this at all. Uh, maybe he'll get a couple goal line, but I, I'm just not buying it. So I I'd pass on that information. Let somebody else draft him who think he has some kind of high upside. Free agent running back Terrence West visited the Eagles on Tuesday. I'm only saying this because this would be 
awful. I would hate this if he landed in the Eagles backfield. No, thank you. Yeah, um, I'm not probably touching a lot of that backfield to begin with let alone if you put Terrence West in there. Exactly. All right. The big, big news that came out today, well, some might say the second biggest news, but I'll say the biggest news, is that the Saints running back, Mark Ingram, suspended for four games after violating the PED rules. That's huge, dude. That's like a third of the season. I dropped him way down in my rankings, and as a result, also, I got a lot more excited about Alvin Kamara in that spot. Already was pretty excited about AK, of course. He's a freak talent, and he did work last year. Um, So, yeah, I'm with you. AK moves up. Mark Ingram, unfortunately, drops for me. And then last bit of news today before we move on to our actual segment. Cleveland is reporting that they would trade... Corey Coleman for a decent offer. What what team would you like to see him go to? We need oh, the wide no. receiver help there, baby. Bring him to Green Bay. I'd love it. See, now we're just going to seem like homers because I would say the same thing about my Cardinals. We can use another wide receiver. Think about it. Another young wide receiver to join our beloved, beloved Josh Rosen and just have something for decades, man. I love it. That's what I want. Also, oh, and I'm just going to throw this in here. This is a little bit of tad insider information, a little whisper here. There was a report that Kurt Warner came and told, uh, it's rumored it was the Cardinals, that he would play one more year and just sign a one-year deal and be the bridge gap for the Arizona Cardinals. What do you think? At 47 years old. I like his chances to stay healthy over Sam Bradford. So sure. Touche, uh, touche. All right. Let's, that's enough of the news and notes. Let's jump on in here. And we're going to start with our running backs. And Travi, why don't you, you kick us off here with uh, your first guy? So a guy I'm really excited about is Ronald Jones II. He was picked 38th by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think it's no secret that the Buccaneers want to protect Jameis Winston this year. And the other, you know, quarterback's best friend is usually a good running game. Dirk Cutter loves the zone scheme. And let me tell you a little bit about Ronald Jones. He ran for the most yards on inside and outside zone runs last year, totaling up 1,377 yards in those inside and outside zone runs. Um, Tampa Bay cut Doug Martin. My and, boy, Dougie. Yeah, Doug mm. Martin's gone. The muscle hamster leaves. And as far as pro fo- football focus is concerned, uh, Ronald Jones was the number one highest graded running back in the entire draft class over your boy, Saquon Barkley. Okay. I'm calling this, trash on that. I'm calling yeah, trash. I'm just saying that's what they have. You can look it up there. He was also top 10 in yards after contact with 830 yards after contact last year, three and a half yards per carry after contact. And he's a threat to score anytime. I'm a real big fan of Ronald Jones. I think it's a great fit. He's going to get opportunity there. He's probably going to slide right into the starting role. Look out oh. for him to make some. Yeah, we, we have some we have some actual live reaction coming from the crowd right now. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, they, they don't like this. They don't like this at all. All right, I'm going to come at you with the guy that you should have chose and my boy, Saquon Barkley, okay? This guy was the second pick in the draft, all right? He was the highest pick since, guess who? Your boy, Reggie Bush, okay, back in 2006. I know that was a long time ago, but let me tell you something, okay? I want you to I want you to tell me, let's see if you can guess this. I'm going to name three running backs. I want you to tell me what they have in common, okay? Reggie Bush, Zeke Elliott, and this one, deep dive, Trent Richardson. Uh, Top five in fantasy scoring that year? 
Close. Very, very close. So Reggie Bush, his first year in the league, he had 155 rushing attempts for 565 yards and six rushing touchdowns. He also had 88 receptions for 742 yards and two touchdowns with a total amount of fantasy points that year for 172.7 in standard leagues. Okay. That was good enough for 12th. All right. Let me go to Zeke. We already know like he had 322 rushing attempts for 1600 yards. That's ridiculous. All right. 15 rushing touchdowns, 32 receptions for 363 yards and one touchdown. He finished as his number two overall back that year behind my boy behind here on the wall, David Johnson. The next one I'm going to talk about is Trent Richardson. All right. This guy, <laughs> we already know he was washed up. He bounced around the league. He was terrible, except for his rookie year. Okay. Trent Richardson rushed for 950 yards on 267 rushing attempts, which is pretty bad, but he had 11 touchdowns. He also added 51 receptions for 367 yards and one touchdown for a total fantasy points that year of 201, which would equate to eighth place as if you put him in last year's rankings. Okay. So you're telling me I gave you a high potential, a medium and a low, and all of those guys still landed in the top 12. Yes, thank you. I'll take that any day of the week and twice on Sunday. I love me some Saquon Barkley. Get hype it. Hype it up. I'm starting it now, dude. Saquon Barkley. I got him as a top five running back. Maybe maybe top six with just with the latest news about Kamara. Him getting the bulk of the carries, that kind of changes my rankings a little bit. But I have no... I If I get Saquon in the first round, I'm so confident in him. I think you're... You know, he's, he's going right now ADP at 2.06. I think that's a little low. It will rise. He'll... He'll be a first rounder for sure. Well, I think there's no question he's a first rounder. And I think you might have been a little bit off base to give me three, you know, rookies, guys that have done it already. I, I'd like to see it from Saquon, but I have no problem drafting him in the first round. The reason he's not breaking my top five just yet, he's got pass protection questions. Okay. He was in the back half of the draft in pass protection. And also he's like always running for the home run. So he's not always going between the tackles. Is he going to be able to hit the home run every time in the NFL? I mean, that's what we're going to have to see. Can he take the two or three yards that the defense gives him? Of course he can. And you, if you're looking at that offense, dude, he's got Sterling Shepard, he's got Odell Beckham, and he's got Ingram. They, they can't load the box, okay? And then not, not even not – even, well, I'll just throw this out. If they get Dez, there's no way they can load the box. So you're telling me that he can't get three to four yards per carry on a on a seven defensive front? That's you're you're absurd, dude. I'm telling you, lock it, lock and loaded. Saquon Barkley, top six player. All right, all right, all right. We're gonna move on here to this guy, your one and only. I believe you've met my fitness consigliere, Michelle. That's right, my boy, Sony Michelle. I like this fit for him, Johnny. He's going to New England, who they, you know, they drafted him with the 31st pick. He's 5'11, he's 216, he's a beast of a back, and he's gonna be their guy that they run in the red zone, that thumper, you know. Think LeGarrette Blunt from two years ago. Tons of touchdowns. They live in the red zone. They have for the better half of this decade. So I think that he was actually the bigger receiving factor at than Chubb at Georgia. But, I mean, not a ton of work there, so we'll see. And we all know that there's a stable of backs in New England, a lot that can, you know, catch the ball. He was top 15 in the nation in terms of pass blocking efficiency, though. 
So that should keep him on the field alone. He broke tackles on 127 of 592 carries. That's a broken tackle almost every four and a half carries. His zone running makes him a perfect fit for New England style. They love to play smash mouth football and run late in games late in the year. And like I said, they love that red zone running. So he ranked fifth in the nation in yards after contact per attempt. This guy is a beast. Like I said, he can he can move the ball. So I, I really like this fit. I think if you can get a piece of the backfield and he has every chance to be their thumper, their scorer, um, I think you take Sony Michelle. All right. Well, my guy is also Sony Michelle, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give a different perspective than your perspective. Okay. I, I like what you said. It was it was nice. It looked good. It looked flashy on paper. But I'm going to tell you exactly why Sony Michelle is a good value at the current moment. Okay, the Pats took him with the 31st pick overall. Teams don't just spend high draft picks on players if they don't intend to use them. All right. The last running back that the Patriots took in the first round was a guy, uh, Lawrence Maroney. Does that ring a bell to you? Back in 2006, I know I'm just listing all the draft picks in 2006. All right, so I'll get back to I'll get back to Maroney in just one second. Okay, yeah. So I'm gonna address your super crowded backfield, right? You got you got sexy Rexy right there, Rex Bro, uh, Burkhead. You know, you got James White, who just like never seems to just go away. As much of a you know our fantasy people would love him to. Uh, they also have Jeremy Hill and you know my sad but other guy Gillisley. Still love you. All right. So yeah, that, that backfield is crowded with competition. You would think. Okay. But the number one thing that's going to prevent him from being a top tier running back is the amount of fumbles. This guy gave up. We already know what Bill Belichick thinks about fumbles. You fumble once you're out of the game. You're sitting down. That is a major concern to me. So with that being said, I think it might help his value and and keep him down in in fantasy drafts which i do like okay however you know what else bill likes bill loves a guy who can play in many facets okay this guy is a prolific punt returner kick returner okay he, just get him in space he can catch the ball out of the backfield like a wide receiver and he can run through the tackles like you said in zone schemes and he's fast this guy is going to be a really good player for the New England Patriots if and when he can stop the fumble issue. But I, I like I told you, I was going to get back to Lawrence Maroney, right? Now you're you're wondering, you're like, why, why am I bringing up Lawrence Maroney? Okay, well, Lawrence Maroney back in his rookie year had, he finished with 175 attempts and 745 yards rushing and six touchdowns. He also added 22 receptions for 194 yards and a touchdown. So that's a total fantasy output of 133.9 so if you take that and put that in last year's running back course that would have been the 23rd running back which is still an rb2 all right which you like i think that's minimum but you're like oh well that he probably had a different situation but no contraire okay let me ryan you have another guy Corey dillon also on the team during that time he rushed for 199 attempts, 812 yards, and 13 touchdowns. Sound like Burkhead? Sounds like Burkhead to me. Oh, wait. Let me also introduce you to a guy named Kevin Falk, who was also on the team at that time. All uh, maybe a little James White-esque. He had 43 receptions that year for 356 yards and two touchdowns. So I'm not tired of this backfield at all. I'm not, I'm not shying away from this one. Uh, we'll talk about other three-headed monsters that I'm not going to touch, but... 
the New England's offense is just too good, dude. I, I'm not even worried about it. They're in the red zone all the time. And the fact that Michelle can catch the ball out of the backfield, they like those dynamic guys. I, I really like this guy a lot. So I'm not worried about it. I think we're in agreement there. But as far as the next guy, Johnny, hit it. I believe you've met my fitness consigliere. Stop. Collaborate and listen. Guys is back and he's on the Washington Redskins. That's right. You didn't know Big Travi had bars, did you? I did not. That was pretty good. Uh, I must admit, that's pretty good. Well, my guy is Geis, Darius Geis, picked 59th by the Washington Redskins. And I think that Gruden finally has his big time first second down running back and the guy that they need to you know use to score in the red zone alex smith offenses tend to be run first attacks they like to run the ball first get him some screen passes and all that stuff that works him into the game work the tight end and all that stuff so there's plenty of opportunity to be had in the passing game especially with washington i think that the lack of opportunity there or the lack of him being a pass catcher in college was just due to opportunity they would rather run the ball there at lsu um, for me, I don't think it's a talent issue. He was graded really well in, in, in the very small times that he did act as a receiver. He was viewed by a lot of people coming into this draft as the number two back in the draft class. A lot of people had him going in the first round. There were some issues uh, with off the field stuff that made him fall. So I think that they came up on a you know really good talent here. There is no top dog in Washington because Robert Kelly has failed. And so your boy, Samaj P. Ryan, has also failed due to fumbles. Yeah, I'll, I'll admit that. Yeah, that, guy's, that guy's dead. I like guys here to, to be the guy, work more into the passing game so they don't have to rely on a scat back and Chris Thompson and get a more complete third down back. I think that he'll ease over the year into this, but I think that he could be the guy that maybe gets you top 15 running back numbers. Uh, I just don't uh, – I'm sorry. I just don't see it there for him simply for the fact that they're not going to get rid of Thompson, dude. Like, that guy's a, a G, okay? They don't necessarily have to get rid of Thompson, Johnny. He's so small, he'll get rid of himself. <laughs> <laughs> that very well could happen. I, guess, I mean, he did, here's it happened thing, last never, year. I don't I, think this guy can take it much longer. But I don't like to rely I don't like to rely on hoping for an injury in order for something to happen. I don't like to predict my fantasy players that way because then you're just setting yourself up for failure. I rather go for like what I know. So he just makes me nervous. I'm not worried about the off the field stuff. I've been told and I've and I've heard, read a lot of reports that that was just kind of false news, uh, fake news, if you will. But probably leaked by Washington so they could <laughs> probably <land it>. probably <laughs> actually. I mean, I I think he'll be an okay player. I think down the road dynasty i think i think you have a good player right there but just for next year redraft leagues i would i would take a late round flyer on him but i wouldn't go anything above like the 10th or 9th round unless i, would, I see more i would unless watch I, see more. I would watch in preseason johnny i think this yeah. guy if, he, if they start running some of those first and second down screen passes with him and he's having success i mean i would look out okay all right we'll do all right i'm gonna jump into my next guy royce Freeman, okay? This guy is six feet tall, 238 pounds. That's called a tank, okay? Those are like near approaching Jerome Bettis numbers. I'm just kidding. That's nowhere near. Jerome Bettis was like 300 pounds, wasn't he? Yeah, I don't know about 300 pounds. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's, it sounded good. Anyway. They called so, him the bus, so yeah. he was probably close to a ton. I don't know. He, he, was, he was a beast in Madden 2003. You truck stick everything. Yeah, throwback. All right. 
anyway, so he only has to jump Booker in order to get into the top of that depth chart. All right. And the coach Who? is already sorry. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Uh, anyway, so the coach has already come out, you know, after they draft him, they asked him about him, whatever. And he already said he was the bell cow type of player. So it's, that's not a surprising statement that they, you know, and they took him pretty high. The other thing that he did say though, is he's a bell cow type of player that can play really well on first and second downs. And he has to really learn the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. If he really truly wants to be a three down back, he was terrible at that in college. So that makes me nervous. Okay. The line is average. I'll give him like, and I'm saying a really like shaky average. All right. Their left side is the side that they should really run to. Uh, the right side, they have they just signed Jared Valdir. Well, they they traded for Jared Valdir from the Cardinals. I will say from watching this guy a lot last year, he's not as bad as he's initially graded. He it was his first year in the right tackle position. He played left tackle like all NFL career except for last year. So give the guy, I, I give the guy a little bit of like learning experience there. I think he'll be better. So the line could be a little bit better than is projected right now, okay? But with that being said, the Broncos do have a really good running back friendly schedule. They only play two tough matchups based on uh, the stats from last year and defensive ranks from last year. That would be Houston and Cleveland. I do think Cleveland might slip a little bit in that defensive run stopping, but uh, maybe they'll surprise us like they did in the draft and We'll talk about that in a little bit, but um, they do have two potentially tougher matchups coming out that I think will be better defensive lines. And that was the L.A. Rams. I think that team will be nasty up front and the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, we slipped a little bit last year. This isn't just a homer pick. This is like in general, you can go back and look. Defense is usually uh, defensive run stopping is usually a forte of the Cardinals. Uh, defense. So they do have seven great matchups next season. So teams that are ranked in the bottom eight, as far as uh, run giving up the most running yards per game. So like I said, his current ADP is in the 10th round for a guy that could potentially, if he can develop the pass catching out of the backfield, I'm, I'm fine with taking that. I mean, I might look at other positions available, but I don't think that's a terrible value right there, especially if you need a running back. Okay. So you put me to sleep a little bit with your schedule talk, but something oh. I did pick up that uh, you were saying was about him being a bell cow. I'm yeah. not uh, too sold that that's a good thing as, as far as what he was in college. He was a bell cow for three straight years with nearly over 700 attempts. I mean, this guy ran a lot. He's got a ton of mileage on him. And he has struggled in pass protection, was not graded very well by pro football focus in that regard. My other thing is you said average line play out of these guys is 23rd out of 32 teams average yard or average uh, line play for you. No, that's, that's not preseason. That's preseason rankings. Dude. No, that's off of. I know you're telling me on what it could or should be. I'm telling you what happened last year. The Denver yeah. Broncos line last year was they the also, 23rd worst in the league. Okay, but they also picked up Jared Valdir, and Jared Valdir is a good right tackle. I'm telling you, I, I, mean, I, I spent six years here in Arizona. I know. I get it, but he's not the kind of back that comes out of college and can save a, a poor line. So for me, that those are my concerns with Royce Freeman. Okay. Right. I do like his nickname, though, Rolls Royce. <laughs> 
right. All right, let's jump into guys we hated where they landed. All right, Johnny, you know how a penny will stick around and people will call it like a lucky penny? Yes. Well, one unlucky penny for me was (laughs) Rashad Penny. The, the Seattle Seahawks picked Rashad Penny. Uh, he's San Diego State University, and they picked him with the 27th pick. I don't think that the Penny is unlucky because of Rashad himself. I think he's unlucky because of who drafted him. This offense, we were just talking about offensive line issues. Nobody's got it worse than flipping Seattle, man. They are bad. They have a crowded backfield themselves. J.D. McKissick, C.J. Procise, my boy, Chris Carson. Yeah, um, and I just think that he wasn't used uh, as enough enough as a receiver for me when he was in college. I just think that this offense, since uh, Marshawn Lynch went away, they have focused on Russell Wilson, and you know it covers a lot of holes. I mean, good for fantasy owners of Russell Wilson. That's the way they run that offense, and they have for the last few years. He was outside the top twenty in drop rates, so once again, the the receiving is not a, a, a strength of his. And I think that needs to be in Seattle. They like to run that a lot. Yeah, I absolutely um, agree with that. And then his pass protection is suspect. And there's the concern that him playing for San Diego State and a smaller school made him a look a whole lot better than he was. I don't personally have that issue. I just wanted to bring it up here. I think that he's a fantastic running back. He's a threat to score anytime he's got it. I just think that the offensive line woes and the way that Seattle caters to Russell Wilson um, aren't the greatest fits for him, at least in this year. Yeah, I have to agree with all of that assessment. I'm not really high on where he landed or that offensive line. And frankly, just kind of down on that offense as a whole. Um, He can't. He can't catch, dude. You need to be able to catch out of the backfield if you're going to be in that offense because that offensive line just breaks down too easily. And, you know, I just don't see him in on a lot of plays there. But I, I maybe- will say one one or two things about why I think he could be successful. He's got great size, so he could be a third down back. So if he, if he can get better at pa- pass catching, I think that if they work that in, he could get there. He also led all rookies in yards per carry at or behind the line of scrimmage at Mm -hmm. 3.32. And we know he's going to be at or behind the line of scrimmage a lot with that offensive line. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I'm going to jump into my guy that I have that I just hated where he went, and that's Nick Chubb. Okay, I really liked this guy coming out of college. I thought he had a lot of potential. I was really excited to see maybe where he was going to land and hoping it would be super fantasy friendly like a place like indianapolis but um no they they didn't get him i hate this pick because cleveland already has duke johnson and then they went out and and signed carlos hyde to a pretty good uh running back contract in three years 15 million so that's that's pretty good money for a running back and then they draft it with their second pick and or their their second round pick uh, another running back who's a bruiser. So you have, you have a guy who's a pass catcher, a guy who's a bruiser, and then a guy in Carlos Hyde that's kind of can do both of what they can do, just not as effectively. I don't know. This whole thing was super baffling to me. Then you want to like throw on top of the fire that the Browns ranked 31st last year in rushing attempts with 350. So let's say they increase that by even 10%, which would be pretty good amount uh, to say that a team could increase that amount. That still would only leave about 24 carries per game. 
and then you're going to split that between three backs. Yeah, no, thank you. I'm not about to sign up for that. Now, the Browns only have six rushing totals, uh, rushing touchdowns last season. And then you want to add to the fact that they just added Tyrod Taylor. And over the last three seasons, he's never had less than four rushing touchdowns in a season. You know, there's not going to be a ton of opportunity there for any of them to compile touchdowns. Now, would it surprise me or shock me if he were to rush for 10 touchdowns next season? Yeah, I would actually. <laughs> uh, but would it would I be would I be more realistic and say that he would get like four to five touchdowns? I would say that is more likely. All right. He's just too uh he can't catch, uh, which won't help him to stay on the field, and he just doesn't you know Cleveland doesn't rely on the run game enough they they don't they're not up enough to rely on the run game so I just don't see him getting a bulk of carries and his ADP is currently in the 10th round which is too risky and not enough volume for me in order to take him at that price I like the talent that's going after him which I'll mention in just a second but Travis if you want to go with your sleeper pick heading into training camp. I know you love this guy. Yeah, I think the guy who wins for the best name of rookie running backs, it's my boy Carrion Johnson out of Auburn who went to the Detroit Lions. Carrion Wait, what's up? Wow. That was pretty, that was pretty nice. terrible. Nice high note there. Dude, did that sound like a combination of Fergie and Jesus? That's all it I want did. Oh, did we great. just become best friends? Yup. Um, I like carry on Johnson's opportunity here. There's nobody here that scares me ahead of him. The lions will work to support Stafford and limit injuries with once again, a situation of a quarterback's best friend, which is a great running game. The lions are hungry for a lead back after multiple swing and misses. Uh, Amir Abdullah. You remember him? (laughs) Yeah, I do. Cause the Cardinals almost got him. And speaking of great names, the offensive coordinator, Jim Bob Cooter, is still there. <laughs> yeah. And he loves to use running backs in different ways. This guy glides as a runner and compares to a guy I think we both had success with, Arian Foster. He can drive forward once contacted, and he's got a real nice stiff arm. He gets that extra yardage. He has the build, build of a third down running back at six foot two twelve. He runs upright too, which is beastly. And my favorite, my favorite piece of research I did on this guy, the GM Bob Quinn was quoted saying that he needed they needed to be better on the goal line. Well, you don't draft a six foot two hundred and twelve back to not let him touch the ball in the goal line. Or they so, go out and big bruiser and Legarrette Blunt. What do you have to say about that? Does that just well, take does that just take the wind out of your sails? No, because got I, super listen, there. Listen, Blunt <laughs> Blunt is done. I don't think he's got much left in the tank. I'm not worried about this. And the guy's name is Carry On. Yeah, carry on, Johnson. Carry uh, on. All right. So I'll carry on to my favorite sleeper pick, which is gonna be a stud, and that is Naheem Hines. Listen to this name. All right. I'm calling it out right now. This is the first whisper I'm whispering this season. Naheem Hines will be a wrecking ball in the NFL, okay? And I'm going to tell you why. All right, he was the eighth pick in the fourth round, and he was a converted running back, okay? He used to be a wide receiver, and they they were too deep at wide receiver, so they converted him to a running back, okay? This guy ran a 4-3-8 at the combine, and he said, I watched a post- interview with him he said that he's been clocked at four 
three, three, 40 yard time, which is insane. Okay. That's a breakaway speed. Listen, Frank Gore, he's gone. He's in the past. That old guy is off in Miami getting a tan. Okay. You have Marlon Mack and Robert Turman are the only guys in that backfield. Come on, give me a break. Marlon Mack, he only had 30 targets last last season for 21 receptions. That's that's chump change, okay? When it comes to this guy. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking, right? Travis, you're like, didn't they also draft another guy in the next round in the fifth round called isn't the name like Jordan Wilkins? And you are correct, sir. However, that guy is not a threat, okay? That guy can't do half the stuff that this guy can. The coach that just came from Philadelphia, oh, what does he like to do? He likes to have those little, those like scat backs that also bulldoze, name Sproles, okay? How about a few years ago when he coached the Chargers? A little guy named Danny Woodhead. Is that ringing a bell? That guy was a stud, okay? We're even in, even in standard leagues, Danny Woodhead killed it, all right? This guy is the same height and weight as Deion Lewis and Danny Woodhead. He can return kicks. He can line up in the slot and he can run the ball up the middle. All right. Last year in college, he had over a thousand yards rushing and 12 touchdowns along with 26 receptions for 52 yards. All right. And I know what you're thinking. All right. That's not that much. But back in 2016, he had 43 receptions for 525 yards. This guy's going to be a PPR monster. Currently, going undrafted right now people i'm telling you i would draft this guy right now in the 10th round over any of the guys that we were talking about earlier that were going in the 10th round i would take this guy he's gonna be a beast he's gonna be a monster and i'm telling you you heard it here first the first whisper of our podcast naheem Hines. beast and monster are not words you use for a guy that's 5'9 and 196 johnny you said he's the same size as Dion Lewis, Danny Woodhead. What yes. do those guys have in common? Common? They are awesome. They Danny injury prone. Yes. Thank okay, you. Dion, Dion Lewis was the number twelve ranked running back last year. I'll take that all day of the week. In the this guy's going undrafted. And where I'm was he saying, at the year before? Where did Where did Dion Lewis finish the year before? He was injured. Oh, there okay. we go. Now okay. we're getting there. But, you're spending a 10th round pick on him. He's 5'9. He's as tall as you, Johnny. Yeah, and I'm a beast. So <laughs> that's why they call me game time. All right. Uh, I think that he's uh, great. I think that he runs with reckless abandon. I'm just worried about the injury for myself and the Colts line. That's my only that's my only grief with your sleeper there. We'll see. I'm calling it. I'm drafting this guy. That's all we got for today's show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please link into our uh, all of our sites. We got this is Facebook Live. You can also catch us on Twitter at TF Whispers. You can get us on Instagram. Just search the Fantasy Whispers. Or if you go to the fantasywhispers.com, we have all the links on there to all of our social media accounts as well as all of our uh, where we post our podcast and check out the latest articles. We got a ton coming up. And uh, Travis and I have been wor working on our rankings. Ha should have those up by the end of this week. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Travis, you have anything else to say? Just uh, wanted to reiterate what you were saying about our rankings. Those will be up hopefully by Friday. And if you guys can check out the website, get us a follow on Instagram, check us out on Facebook. We'll be doing this live um, every week, hopefully. And, and then next week, we want to get some of your guys' comments and your questions in here. So give us a shout. All right. That's <laughs> enough for us. We love you guys. I'm Johnny Hicks, and that's Big Travi, and we're out. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whisperers podcast. 
can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TF Whispers.